many of you know some kind of special home remedy that you like to use whenever something comes up in your life? Something that you've dealt with, not the doctor's order, something, some kind of home remedy. Anybody have ever tried any home remedies? What, what, what have you tried? Anybody? I knew you'd have one corn planter. What did you do? <laughs> what kind have you used? Okay. Anybody else got something that you use for home remedies? Okay. Okay. Essential oils. Anybody else? A home remedy. Yes, ma'am. My grandmother made this concoction called Black Sabbath. We use it for everything. Okay. Someone else? I hear some laughter. Somebody must have used something back there that was humorous. What is Yes, sir? Okay. Well, I, I, I've got a different one here. That's, let me just share a few. I've heard of that one, yes. Not that I've tried it, but I've heard of it, okay, as we, as we go. With it. Let me just share a couple of other with, uh, that I've heard, people have told me over the years that they've used. I'm not sure I've used any of these, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to, but uh, for lead cramps at night, if you'll put a bar of white soap under your sheets at the foot of the bed, it'll, it'll help. If you want to stop a nosebleed, take a roll of heavy paper, put it under the upper lip, and put pressure on the outside of the lip. Vicks Vapor Rub will cure toenail fungus. Kerosene will take the soreness out of cuts and punctures. Castor oil will remove warts. It's not all, but it'll do that. Uh, kerosene and sugar for coughs and sore throat. To stop hiccups, look someone in the eye and tell them to hiccup. And if, and if it doesn't work, you can tell them to take 10 sips of liquid while holding their left arm above their head. Others, for a cold, melt a lump of lamp, lamb's fat. Don't burn it. In another pan, bring a cup of milk to a boil and then add one tablespoon of the melted fat and one tablespoon of honey. Drink this twice a day, and especially before you go to bed, and you'll wake up feeling brand new the next morning. For a cough, slice one onion in half and remove the inner eight to nine layers of the onion. Pour honey into the cord onion, place in the fridge for three hours and remove it. Then take three teaspoons of honey every two hours or until the cough subsides. And if you have ringing in your ears, while standing, roll your head in a complete circle three times clockwise, three times counterclockwise, bend your head left and right three times, forward and back three times. Do this faithfully every day, and in a few days there will be a popping sound in your neck, and the ringing will subside and finally go away forever. Years ago, Reader's Digest labeled their humor page, you'll remember, laughter, the best medicine. God's remedy for all of us is joy. It's to find the joy of the Lord. We've sung about it all morning long. We've had great times with it. The children led us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah was sharing that with us as we looked at it and talked about it. We've been talking about the home, about the family, and all the different aspects of things that are going on. And, and, and we're trying to have the kind of families that we want. We, we're, we're learning how to work hard and make the provision of life that we need. We're, we're working, many of us, at having the kind of devotional life that we ought to have and the things that are a part of it. And learning how to love one another and be kind to one another. But one of the things that's missing in so many of our homes is the joy of laughter. 
that we don't just really have laughter in our home and, and celebrate the wonder of laughter and all that's going on. And yet the Bible tells us that laughter is God's medicine for the soul. As we look at it, long before Reader's Digest figured this out and long before the doctors who are now telling us that laughter truly is a means of healing that goes on in the body and what we're looking at, God had already said it. God was filled with joy all through the time. The Bible says he created and when he created, he said it's good. He was happy with what he did. He found joy in what was going on. The Bible tells us every single time an individual comes to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, there's a celebration in heaven, there's a party going on, they're celebrating, there's joy over every single person that comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Let me just share a couple of verses with you this morning from God's Word, and then just want to talk a little bit about what we need to do to bring that kind of element into our homes to the glory of God, and so that we can be the kind of people people that help bring the aspect of joy back into the relationship, not only in our home, but in our church and in our lives, in our family, our communities and the things that are going on. Joy is a gift of God. It's a work of God in the life of the believer. And we need to have that expressed in our lives more and more as we have the opportunity. In the book of Proverbs, we're going to read out of, chapter, out of Proverbs 15 and out of Proverbs 17. And I'm going to invite you to stand as we do that. In Proverbs 15, we're going to look at verse 13 and verse 30, and in Proverbs 17, we're going to look at verse 22. But in 15, 13, the scripture says, a joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. And then verse 30 goes on to say, bright eyes gladden the heart. Good news puts us, puts fat on the bones. And then in chapter 17, excuse me, verse 22, a joyful heart is good medicine but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we have this opportunity to just take a few moments to, to go through your word and to understand what it teaches us and all the things that it talks about in our lives and how we need to be a people of joy, a people who rejoice in all things. Your scripture commands us over and over. We don't have time this morning to pull out every scripture that's in the Bible that talks about joy or the commands for joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The Bible tells us to do that. This is the day the Lord is made. I will rejoice and be glad within it as we talk about it. I'll be glad and I'll have joy in my heart because I stand in the refuge of God. And on and on we could go. Father, you have taught us. You have led us. You have provided for us the wonder, the privilege, of joy and all that it means in our lives. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to realize how important it is to have joy in our homes, to have laughter and the love and praise in our home the way that we ought to, to develop the kind of hearts and the kind of attitudes and mindsets that we need as we go out into a difficult world. So, Father, teach us this morning, remind us whatever it takes, but bring us into that place where we just realize how important it is that we laugh together, that we share together, that we praise you, that we have gladness in our heart because of the joy that is ours through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, it's, we live in a difficult world. It's not easy sometimes to feel joyful about what goes on, but there's something that we need to make sure we understand. There's a great deal of difference between happiness and joy. See, happiness is built upon circumstances. I'm happy if everything's going the way I want it to go, if everything's happening the way I want it to happen, if everything in my life's good, I'm happy. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being happy. But happiness comes and goes because if, it, if I'm having a bad day or people aren't treating me the way I think I deserve to be treated or whatever it may be, then I'm not going to be as happy as I would like to be in the things that are going on because it's something that's circumstantial. It comes and it goes, whatever. But joy, the joy of the Lord is something that is in our hearts. It's in our lives. It's a, it's a gift of the Spirit of God that dwells within us and it cannot be taken away from us. Sometimes we try to keep it from being shown in our life. Sometimes we're so righteous that we think it's no good to be joyful, no good to be happy in the things that are going on in our lives as we look at it. But that's not righteousness. It's self-righteousness. See, righteousness understands that God gave us joy. God put it in our hearts. One of the gifts of the Spirit of God is joy. It is the ability to rejoice in life and, and to experience it in all the things that are going on. And even if you and I had no other reason in all the world to experience joy, to express joy, to live in the depths of joy, the fact that Jesus Christ loved me, died for me, and gave my, his life for my sake is a reason to be joyful all the days of my life. If he never blessed me with anything, if he never gave me anything, if I never had anything this world calls success, but I had Jesus, I have every reason to be joyful. I have every reason to rejoice because of all that's going on. He defeated death, as we just heard. He laughs at death because he overcame death in the grave and all that was there. And you and I, in Christ Jesus, have already defeated that ourselves. We may go through the physical aspect of it, but it means nothing because it's just a passageway into the presence of the living God, joining with him in the laughter of eternity in all that's going on. We need the joy of the Lord in our hearts. We need it in our lives. We need to express it in our lives. A lot of us creak and crack and pop and all kinds of things and some of the reasons that it's been so long since we've laughed our bones have gotten dry and our spirit has gotten harsh we need to laugh we need to have joy we need to express the wonder and the love of God in our lives and praise God and rejoice in God and all the things that are going on and being a part of what's happening and the things that are going on and so I'm going to just share with you about five things because of the time that we have and everything's going on. I want to just make sure that I kind of get you this idea that you can use as rules of laughter at home. These are things that you and I need to do and take into account as we look at it and as we understand it. The first thing that you and I need to remember as we think about this is the fact that we need to learn to laugh at ourselves. First person that you ought to find joy in is you. To laugh at yourself and corn planter. As the chase would go, as we look at it, as, as we see what's going on, I don't even have to look to know uh, <laughs> what's happening. But as we have the opportunity, we need to learn to laugh at ourselves and be a part of that. A French priest named Henri de Tavor said this, it is, splendid, it is a splendid habit to laugh inwardly at yourself. It is the best way of regaining your good humor and of finding God without further anxiety. Some things hinder our ability to laugh at ourselves, though. Our sin, our pride our unwillingness to look at life and to try to find the goodness in it and what's going on about it, we, we doubt that. You remember G, uh, David uh, in Psalm 51 after he had had that grievous sin in which he had committed adultery and had caused the, wife, the husband of Bathsheba to be killed in battle, the things that were going there. When he came to that moment of confession, what did he say? Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. See, he, that joy had vanished because he was living in sin, because he wasn't doing what he ought to do, because he hadn't confessed before his father what was going on. And a lot of us don't know what it is to really be joyful, to really and laugh and have fun and being a part of things going on, because our lives are so embittered with sin and so in rebellion and bitterness and the things in our hearts that are there that are being a part of it. And we need to give that up to God and put it in his hands and let him forgive us of those things, cleanse us of those things, so that we can have the joy of his 
power restored in our lives and be a part of all that's going on. We need to be able to laugh and enjoy ourselves and things. We need to laugh with one of the strangest people in all the world. Yourself. Yourself. If you've never met a strange person, go home and look in the mirror. And you will see one of the strangest creations God's ever put together. We need to learn to laugh at ourselves. In all that's going on, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with seeing the thing. We, we are, the Bible tells us that we are wonderfully created by God. That we are God's special joy. He loves us. and He gave himself for us. And there's value and there's worth in our lives. But we're not to look at that and to be, go around so somber and so full of seriousness that we never find the joy in all that's going on and the fun that... I mean, just think how much fun God had. Look around in this room right now. Look at all the different aspects that you see, all the different faces, all the different sizes and shapes and all the things that are going on, all the creativity of God as He made every one of us with a unique personality and a greatness of all that's going on and being a part of it. There's joy in God in His creation and there's joy that ought to be in your life and in my life and being a part of it. Self-humor... It's something that we need. Joy is a matter of a personal decision. I decide whether or not I'm going to let God's joy reign in my heart or not. I can't control my circumstances. I can't always determine that happiness will follow me everywhere that I go. But I can choose to know joy. I can choose to live within the context of joy no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's happening in my life because of God and who He is in my life and being a part of it. So we need to learn how, first of all, to laugh at ourselves. To just realize there's joy, that we can have fun with who we are and being a part of it. And when we are able to laugh at ourselves, others are able to laugh with us and be a part of it. And the things that are going on as we look at it. And this, that's a second thing that we need to keep. Never laugh at someone. Especially no one in your family. Never laugh at the people in your family. Don't laugh at the people in your community, at the people you go, your friends, your work fights, students. Don't laugh at people. There's nothing in that that is good. There's nothing about it that is good. See, when we laugh at someone, we destroy their spirit. We take away the wonder of who they are in their own mind and being a part of it. But when we laugh with them in a shared moment, it increases it. It increases the joy and the wonder of what's going on and, and being a part of it as we look and as we understand that laughing is an encouragement to joy. Whenever we can laugh with someone. And some of you have the gift of being able to tell really, 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 really bad jokes. <laughs> but when you laugh with, with someone in the process of that, it's an encouragement to them. They, they feel good about themselves. And that's what we want to do. The Bible teaches us. So one of the commands that you and I have in Scripture is to encourage one another. That's not an option. If we're not encouraging each other, we're living in sin. And we need to get on our knees before God and beg for His forgiveness because we are to be encouragers. And one way we encourage each other is laughing together, sharing together in the joy of what God is doing and the things that are going on and being a part of all that's happening and doing the things that are going around our world. We need to find joy in the midst of it because the world's a tough place to live. It's hard to find much joy in it, but you're the vehicle of God's joy to Quanah, Texas. The joy that this city can find and feel and experience is found in the people of God. 
and the joy that you found in your own home and in your own lives and, and all that's going on around you is, is the joy that will make this city lift up its head and move past COVID and move past destruction and, dis, and disasters and weather and all the different things that get us down and drag, cause us to drag our feet and look and wonder what life is all about. Joy, the ability to praise God and give God grace, all kinds of praise and gladness is that which brings to us the ability to be strong and to move forward and to do the things that we need. Joy is healing in our lives as we look at it and as we understand it and trying to be a part of it as we look together. We need to understand that sarcasm and criticism are not aspects of joy, not part of laughter. We don't need sarcasm. Some people try to use it for joy, but all sarcasm does is tear a person down. And all criticism does is destroy people. Now, I know there's good criticism and positive criticism, but it comes from a heart that has the right attitude, not simply wanting to put somebody down, not wanting to make myself feel better by criticizing someone else, but by lifting them up. See, we, we need to find a reason not to tear people apart, but to build them up, help them find the strength that they need in all that's going on. And laughter is a key element in faith. See, when I'm able to live my life with joy, with laughter, it is a testimony of my faith that God is still in control. Sometimes my life doesn't look like He is. Sometimes things are more than I can handle. But when I'm able to find gladness in my heart, joy in my life, when I'm able to rejoice in God in all things, it testifies to a world around me that no matter how bad things may get, I have confidence that my God is still in control. I believe without any question that God controls all things and that He is overseeing everything that happens. I believe that He's never taken by surprise, but He knows all things that are going to happen. There's nothing, there's nothing that I can do that, he, that will surprise God. I can break His heart. I can cause Him to be so ashamed of my actions, but He will never stop loving me. He will never stop being in control, and He'll never be surprised, and He will always forgive me of my sin and cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. Whenever I turn that over to Him, I can rejoice in the Lord. Always. And as you and I learn how to rejoice, we're giving a testimony to our God and to our nation and to our city and to our family. There's a God who is in control. He sits upon the throne. We can trust Him and we can follow Him through the good days and the bad days, through the, on the mountaintops and the valleys. It doesn't matter where we are. God is there. And wherever God is, there is always reason to rejoice. Always reason to praise and be glad for the things that are there. You and I need to make a decision in our own lives. We need to determine we're going to have homes filled with joy. We're going to have lives that celebrate Christ in all that He is. See, the, the, the place where there's more laughter than anywhere else in the world ought to be your home. There need to be some comedy club. It ought to be your home. There ought to be laughter and joy in your home with one another and the things that are there. There ought to be that kind of joy in celebration in God's family, the church, and the things that are there. We need to choose today. I'm going to let joy reign in my heart. It's there if you're a Christian because it's a fruit of the Spirit. You can't deny the reality of it's there. If you don't have joy, then maybe you don't have Christ. And you may need to check your heart. Because if you have Christ, you have the Spirit of the living God dwelling within you, and part of the fruit of His Spirit is joy. And we need to learn how to have joy. And some of us need to learn how to let that joy show on our face. Some of us haven't seen a joyful face in so long, we wouldn't recognize it if we saw it. 
We need joy. We need to have the ability to praise God and celebrate God and learn how to offer our love and, and praise to Him. We need to laugh with Him and rejoice with Him and be glad with Him because He rejoices in you as His children. He loves you so, so, so very much. He longs for you to know the fullness of life. And that fullness includes the joy of the Lord day in and day out, no matter what our circumstances. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we have the opportunity to just to celebrate the wonder of who you are, as we've been led in singing by the children and through the congregational singing, by the joy and the gift of Greg and all the things, through the instruments and the choir and all the people that have joined in and celebrated you through music and song, and we've sung about the joy of God and the joy that's available to us in our lives. Father, may it be more than just words that we've sung or words that we've heard. Let that joy erupt in our hearts.